This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another season of the Saints Hour. I'm Mike Oss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Mickey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the start of another season and, you know, great victory. Any victory is a great victory and a good way to start on Sunday. Yeah, uh, you're right about one thing. Any victory is a great victory, whether it's by one point or whether by it's by 30. Now, I'd like to have a couple by 30, but um, we'll take the one point wins um, as opposed to, to losing any game and, and playing well. It's your fifth straight season opening win. That's a franchise record. Actually, four was fifth was as an extension. And Dennis Allen is now the first franchise coach ever to win his first two season openers. And it starts off with a you know, you know, with adversity, right? On the opening kickoff, uh, a fumble, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, your defense is on the field. The crowd rose to the occasion, defense rose to the occasion, and it really kind of still gave up three points, but set, you set the tone for the day defensively, certainly. Well, it's it's not very often that you would point to the first series of a game and say that is, is uh, uh, one of the turning points, and yet it was. You know, we turned the ball over deep in our own territory, and our defense um, runs out there and, and uh, caused them to lose yardage. Uh, they have to kick a field goal and set the tone for the entire game, I felt like. Uh, um, and, look, I think it gave the defense a lot of confidence. Um, you know, Tennessee's a good football team. They they were the number one seed two years ago. Uh, last year they were – I think they were 7-3 and three or something like that when the quarterback got hurt and, and they didn't finish the, the year out very well. But that's a good football team. They run the ball really well. They play great defense. They've got one of the best uh, uh, defensive fronts in football, and um, we're fortunate to win uh, a close game. But it's it's uh, yeah, it's a good start for a season. And it's the ninth straight time that you have held a team defensively twenty points or less. And more importantly, that's only it's an important stat when you win. Right? It's not an important stat if you don't win. But you you did on Sunday, and you know in this league. But just give me a sense of how hard it is to hold a team without a touchdown yeah it just doesn't happen very often and um you know especially the way the rules are in football it's geared toward helping the offense um and helping the passing game in particular and so to to uh uh, to shut out a team in in terms of of touchdowns that that's that's um look we like to do it every week frankly but uh pretty spectacular day by our defense Uh, i thought 
um, a couple of key things. You know, they were two two of twelve on third down. That's that's spectacular defense, and getting the takeaways, the interceptions, um, is an area that we weren't good at a year ago. And so it's great to see um, our team start off and and um, and get takeaways, especially the first one to me. It just it stuck out for whatever reason because it was the start of the second half. And Marshawn Lattimore had come out. Deuce noticed that Marshawn had come right out. And so uh, Isaac Yedem came in. And, you know, as not surprising, the Titans went right after him, right after him deep. And he tips the ball up to, to Marcus May. And, and it, it is, it, it's, I don't know if it's irony, but last year that never happened. The ball never t- got tipped up in the Saints' favor. But that was, a, that was a big play. And it's just about other guys stepping up. Marshawn, Marshawn comes out. Isaac Getham comes in and gets the turnover. Yeah, it was a spectacular play by uh, Ike. And and um, look, we had we had uh, Ugo Amati who came in for uh, Alante when Alante had to tap out uh, for a few plays and and actually would have had an interception. I think he got he got interfered with by the receiver. Uh, made a great play and and uh, was close to getting an interception himself. So we're, we're confident in and the guys that uh, um, come off the bench and, and our backups, uh, when they get a chance to play, we've got guys that can make plays. Yeah, you got to – I mean, Alante Taylor, I don't know if there's a player out there who's t- who's had his hands on the football more without an interception. You know it's coming, and you know it's driving him crazy because he's – I mean, you guys, like Dennis said yesterday, you could have had five uh, on Sunday possibly. And there are a lot – I mean, there were some balls that – Let's get your hands on, but hey, you still won the turnover battle. But you know, Alante just wants to get that first one out of the way. Yeah, he had one last year and it got called back. Uh, right. <laughs> on what I thought was a poor call. Um, but but we've seen him do it in practice. And yeah, they're coming. Uh, uh, he's around the football too many times. He's, he's you know, it, it feels like every time there's a ball completed in his area, it's a contested catch. And, and those interceptions are going to come for him. And. I want to spend a little bit of time, first off, with DeMario Davis, led your team again, nine tackles, one tackle for a loss. And, and again, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, but it felt like his play and Pete Werner's play towards the end of the first half really started to change the Titans game plan with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was averaging about five yards a clip. Boom, 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 had the screen pass. But it felt like Demario and Pete Werner kind of kind of started dialing him in, and it felt like it changed. They went away from the run, and they never really came back. Yeah, well, look, they you know when you get behind, um, yeah, you have to pass more. That's just that's just the nature of the game. And so they were behind by, um, I think it was sixteen to nine or uh, in that vicinity. And so you know they obviously they felt like they had to pass a, a few more times. And but we we did do a better job uh, in the second half against the run. Um, look, that that's a that's a, a well coached um, running football team and, and a great back uh, in Derrick Henry, and so I think we were kind of fortunate. Uh, we played well and did a good job on him, but uh, we were kind of fortunate to be in the situation where they couldn't run as much as, as maybe they're used to. And then I was leaving the press box, and I could hear on the speaker uh, a voice that I recognized, and it was Demario, and he was at the. The, the podium in post game, but he was it was he began it with Revelations three twenty, and he, he spent the entire time talking about his four year old daughter with, with the seizure, and that's he didn't talk football at all, and uh, it was it was it was moving, 
It was emotional. It was, you know, pure Demario Davis. But he is a he's a unique, classic, classy individual. Yeah, he, look, he sure is. He's a great leader for our team. And and honestly, we didn't know that he was going through that with his daughter uh, this week. And so for him to you know come out and and focus and play uh, great football. It's a testament to just his character, um, the kind of person he is. I mean, we're we're so proud of him, not just on the field but off the field, and and um, um, yeah, we're just praying for him and his daughter and his family. And and he's like you've already said it. He's a spectacular individual and a spectacular representative of the New Orleans Saints. Need to take a break. We are. Talking with Mickey Loomis, this is the Saints Hour. We will step aside here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. This is the Saints Hour. I'm Mike Oss, along with Saints Executive Vice President, and general manager Mickey Loomis. And wow, we spent a lot of time talking about uh, the defense in the first block, not surprisingly. Uh, but let's talk about some offense. Uh, and, and Derek Carr, Coach Allen had said, you know, he can spin it and he's a good game manager. And we saw, you know, I know that the, the pick at the end of the first half is will drive him crazy. You know, that's what, because I just from here, knowing the little that I know about Derek Carr, uh, but he did exactly what I would assume this team wanted. He managed the game. Well, I think he did more than that. I mean, he made some plays that uh, we haven't seen made here for a while. And, um, you know, off-platform off throws, uh, plays breaking down, him, you know, solving problems. Uh, he, he did a lot of really good things. And, and look, sometimes they get overlooked in a game where you only score, you know, 16 points. But, um I, th- I thought he was really good. And, and look, I think we were really close to having a lot more points on the board too. You know, a drop here, a, a call there and, and, uh, and uh, you know, that it, it's a different type of game, but, but uh, it was also really good to see Mike Thomas um, look like Mike Thomas too. I felt like, like Mike, man, he looked, he looked like his old self, um, physical, violent uh, route runner, 
uh, catching balls in, in, in traffic. And, and that was great to see. And, and obviously Chris Olave had a, had a big game for us as did Rashid Shahid. So um, it was good to see. It was good. There was a lot of good things on offense and, and look, we can grow from there. Now that you were up in the, you were up in the, the booth, right? That's where you, 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 you watched. Yes. So when you on the third and seven, after the second and 14, the pass to Mike Thomas, and then the deep pass to Shahid, what, what it looked like initially it was a, it was a double move because he was just so open, but on, on third and seven, in that situation, even Coach Allen said yesterday, I don't, I don't know if it was the play I would have called up, but, man, he trusted his coaches and he trusted Derek. I mean, is that one of those plays when when Derek goes back and, and he's throwing this deep ball, you're like, oh, my goodness. But then, oh, great, you know, it's, it, it, it all turned out perfectly, and it was just a perfect pass and a, and a well-thrown ball and a well-caught ball. Yeah, look, I think, you know, from my perspective, I always appreciate when you you go out and you try to win a game as opposed to uh, trying not to lose a game. And, you know, it was a hallmark of, of uh, you know, Sean Payton's uh, um, time here as a head coach. He, he was always trying to um, call plays to win games. And, and I appreciate that when you do that. Look, sometimes it doesn't work out. But I, I think that's the best way to play in the NFL because the um, – the talent level so close. Any team can beat another team. And I think you have to go out and win games as opposed to trying not to lose them. And another thing that Coach Allen said, I mean, you kind of knew when you got the football that you, you're going to need a couple of first downs. You couldn't just, you know, one first down wasn't going to do it. The two-minute warning, they had timeouts. And you knew that you were going to have to, you know, really move the ball. Yeah, this wasn't a case where you just, you know, run it three times, uh, use up timeouts and then punt it. You you know, you're trying to get first downs. And, and look, even after the pass, I, I thought, you know, the, the run um, by Shahid and he stayed in bounds, smart play. And then the run by uh, um, uh, by Jamal Williams was, was uh, you know, a nice run. Great job by our line to close out the game. And those are the kinds of, you know, that's the kind of of ending that we weren't able to do a year ago. And so um, it's good to, uh, in week one uh, to finish off a close game like that against a good football team. I didn't get a chance to ask, uh, Coach John, but I was curious because Rashid Shahid did so, uh, was so strong on the jet sweep. And on that run by Jamal Williams, Rashid was kind of, you know, it was, it was a kind of a decoy jet sweep. I was wondering your, what you thought that impact had on Jamal Williams run because it was a huge run by Jamal, but I kind of felt like they were thinking maybe another jet sweep. Well, I look, I think anytime that you have a player with speed um, and running instincts, yeah, you know, if you're the, if you're the defense, you have to pay attention to that. So um, yeah, you have to pay attention to him because look, he might, you know, if he gets it, gets the ball in his hands, it might be a touchdown. So uh, it definitely, it definitely can cause, uh, you know, hesitation by a linebacker or a defensive end. And, and, uh, I don't know that it had that impact in, in that particular carry, but, but, uh, I'm glad we have Rashid and, and, and I thought again, Jamal Williams did a, a really nice job against, uh, again, a really good defensive front. I mean, they, they, they were one of the top teams in stopping the run and, and he had 45 yards, but they were, and they were hard hard yards to get and I thought he did a good job for us and you you were able to kind of stick with it I think you're right because you didn't you know probably you would want to run the ball better I'm trying I'm, I'm pulling it up right now so 
you rushed 27 times and Jamal rushed 18 times. So even though it wasn't necessarily right. hugely successful, you were, you still, you're able to stay with it. Yeah. And look, you know, we ran it 27 times. They only ran it 22 times and there they are, you know, I would, I think most people would say they're more of the running team. And so for us to be able to run it 27 times, not as effectively as we'd like to run it. Um, but you still have to, you have to do that in order to make the rest of your game uh, offensively effective. Uh, let's talk special teams a little bit. Uh, first off, Zach Bond now officially, which is terrible. It goes down as a one-yard punt. I think even Ryan Stonehouse would have liked to have rather had it as a block than a one-yard punt that goes into his average. But what a play by Zach. Uh, and, and it's not doesn't count as a turnover, but man, uh, Dennis Allen sure counts it as a turnover because it flips the field and, and it's another offensive possession and, and deep in their territory. Yeah, it's it's look, you're right. It doesn't go in the stat sheets of turnover, but it's a turnover. And um, there's a great play, great scheme by um, Coach Rizzi and and, and um, Coach Galliano and look, it's fitting that we had a block punt on a game where Steve Gleason is the, is one of our captains. Um, yeah, so that that was a big play in the game. We had we had a number of big plays in the game. Um, that being one of them, um, it was good to see uh, Blake go out in his first game and hit all of his field goals. That that was good, and I thought that uh, our new punter, you know, had had his had his moments. Um, I didn't think it was his best day, and yet it was effective. At the end of the day, it was effective. Yeah, I think Coach Allen said, you know, his punts are, are may not always look the best, and sometimes that's by design. It's by you're not trying to, you know, with the key, the key being, well, we don't want to return, and so some they may not, they're not, you know, things of beauty, but that's what he was told to do. Well, he, you know, he's a different style of punter. You know, right. we had, you know, Thomas Morris did here for so long, and he'd have those high hanging spirals that would go, you know, 48 to 50 yards. Um, that's not the type of punter that Lou is. Lou, Lou, he's an Aussie style uh, punter and um, he can kick it far. And, and, and the other thing is, is man, it's, it's hard to read his punts. It's hard to field those punts. And so uh, it's a bit unorthodox. And yet again, he had a, I think he had a 48 yard gross average and a 41 yard net and um, one inside the 20. So I thought he was effective. And you talked about groupie, uh, 26, 33, 52. I mean, you know, for a rookie to come in, that's not an easy situation because you kind of felt, you know, early on this was going to be a defensive type game, field goal, one way or the other, and it's exactly what it was. And, well, he's just been impressive, five of six in the preseason. All, his only miss came from 60. Uh, he, you know, he's been exactly what you, what you guys had asked for. Yeah, he's he's been really good. and And – um, look, the other part of his game that was really effective is his kickoffs. You know, I think he had five kickoffs and they were all touchbacks and, and that takes a lot of stress off your, um, off your coverage team. Got to take a break. We are talking with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. This is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. This is the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Uh, a bit of a longer week if you will because you play monday night on the road last season you opened up with three straight in the nfc south this year two of your next three anyway are nfc south carolina monday uh, then green bay and then tampa at home and tampa won on week one 
I mean, somebody had to lose in the Carolina-Atlanta game, and so Atlanta wins there. So the NFC South has three 1-0 teams. Uh, but just kind of talk about, it feels like this Carolina game is always early uh, in the season and, and, and kind of how it sets up and how, you know, it's important to get off to a good start against a team that, that swept you last year. Yeah, um, look, we've had our we've had our difficulty with Carolina over the last uh, um, few years, you know, even when we've, we've had a, a really good team and um, you know, as good as we've been with this uh, opening game, I think you said five in a row now uh, we have, we've been equally bad week two. It seems <laughs> like uh, I think over the last, you know, 10 years um, we've lost a lot of games in week two. So we need to get that straightened out. Um, and it's, it's, you've already said it. It's a division game that makes it doubly important. And, uh, um, but I, well, we'll be ready. It's Monday night football. Um, it'll be a great atmosphere and both teams will be, uh, ready and, um, ready to play. You, your team, the saints play, you know, the whole talk of the draft was the quarterbacks, you know, one, two, four, and you play all three of them in the first eight weeks. Uh, what did you, what did you think of, of, of Bryce? I don't know if you've even watched the the Atlanta game or, or if you've seen of, of him or what did you think of him really kind of coming into the draft? Yeah, listen, we think we thought a lot of him um, uh, in terms of his his college career and his prospect as an NFL player. He's he's uh, just mature beyond his years. He's a great decision maker, um, really accurate, um, just a lot of really really good qualities. Um, you know, it's, it, people talk about his stature, but Honestly, he he's got every other quality that you want in a franchise quarterback, and and uh, he's going to be a good one. Um, hopefully, not this week, but he will be a good player in our league. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, injuries happen, but you just got to feel for guys like Peyton Turner and Ryan Connolly who played did so well in camp, and it was just you know, it's just you just feel for them for what they've been through, and just you know, it just something always seems to come up. Yeah, look, I hate that for Peyton in particular because um, look, I, he had a he had a really good camp. I think he knew that coming into this season, he needed to step up his play. Um, he's had, you know he's had some some difficulty in terms of staying healthy in the in the last few years, and then we had you know the COVID, and we just didn't have a full off season. It seemed like any year that he, he was uh, um, coming into the season, finally had one. He was doing spectacular. He's playing really well, and and then for that to happen week one, that that's that's tough. But he'll look. He'll come back from that. Um, uh, you know that'll heal. Hopefully, we can get him back within this season. Um, but I think the future is bright for Peyton Turner. And I, we kind of started with defense, and I'm probably f- finish on defense because it's. I would assume from a general manager standpoint, and you. You don't draft Carl Granderson. He's an undrafted free agent back in 2019. And you kind of watch this growth and you watch it and you watch it in 2022. He kind of, he has, you know, I guess what some would call breakout. I mean, it was his best season. He had five and a half sacks. He had four quarterback hits on Sunday, one and a half sacks. And there are times when he just seems unblockable. And so to watch his growth, because he's an undrafted free agent, which we know this team you know, has, has been very successful with has to be special from a general manager standpoint. Well, look, I think anytime you have a young player develop and, and be a contributor, that's, that's exciting. It's, it's a credit to our college scouting department. They do a great job 
um, not just with the guys that we draft, but they do a great job um, understanding what our coaches are looking for in terms of uh, undrafted free agents, the type of um, traits that we're looking for. And look, we've been able to hit on a few guys and, and Carl looks like another one. He's off to a good start um, week one and uh, uh, hopefully he keeps that going. But, and look, that's a testament to Carl as well, because he's, he's worked as hard as anyone um, to maximize his, his uh, talent and maximize his production. And uh, I'm happy for him. I know you're going to stay with us into the next block, but don't don't get a chance. Thanks for for joining us tonight. I know you're going to stay with us for for the next one, but uh, good luck on Monday night in Carolina. Thank you, Mike. Yep. When when we do come back, Mickey again going to stay with us. We've got a special guest, Kevin Griffin, the lead vocalist, guitar, piano for Better Than Ezra. He was part of the Saints Super Bowl celebration party. Also, we'll talk about the passing of a dear Saints fan jimmy buffett that and more when we come back on the saints hour on the community coffee new orleans saints radio network t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. I'm Mike Hoss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, and joined by a special guest, the lead vocalist, guitar, piano, Kevin Griffin from Better Than Ezra. Uh, first off, uh, now you were born in Atlanta, but I, we're going to let that slide because yes. you grew up in Monroe, and the band I started in Baton Monroe. Rouge, and now it's New Orleans Bay, so all that's all that's behind you. Just give me a sense of when when this team got into your blood. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, I was watching the Saints in Monroe, Louisiana, back in the day uh, when when Archie was playing, you know, uh, it, and from Archie, you know, to, to Bum Phillips, you know, and the angst and the, and the trash bags and, and to see all the ups and downs, you know, and then in the early 2000s, uh, you know, seeing Mickey come in to the picture and seeing Sean and, and seeing, you know, the triumph um after katrina when when green day and you two uh you know were and uh were 
opening the reopening the season and reopening the Superdome and reopening New Orleans, you know, and then the the famous uh, block punt by Steve Gleason. So I, I've been really lucky. You know, I, I have so many friends, um, well, in the music industry, but just around the country. And they and they've been really uh, uh, jealous is the wrong word. They've just been envious of the relationship that I've been able. I and my fellow uh, better than Ezra members have been able to have with the Saints. Uh, with with Mickey and Greg Bensel and Coach Payton and uh, and Drew and because I, I tell people, look, it's a small pond, so you know we're we're the rock band from New Orleans, <laughs> so we get to hang out with the rock uh, with the rock star football team. And man, uh, you touched on it a little bit, uh, but you know it, it culminated in uh, you know 2010 when uh, we got to play the victory party. Um, you know, with the Saints and, and Chesney. And I was just telling, I, I'm in a, I'm in a songwriting session right now in Nashville, Tennessee. And my friend said, I was like, guys, I got to go do a, I got to go do a Zoom. Like with who? I go, with Mickey Loomis. He's the GM. They're like, I, we know who Mickey Loomis is. You know, <laughs> and, and, and so they're, they're all, they're, they're peeking through the window right now. I'm kind of jealous, uh, but, uh, but I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Well, look, Mike, um, I know we've got this famous musician and this rock star, but he's got a great connection to football that a lot of people don't really know about. His father, first of all, was an All-American football player, George, as I recall. Is that right, yep. Kevin? Uh, Gerald Don Griffin. Yeah, 52 yep. to 55. In NFL. Yeah, and, and did he, he was drafted, right? Yep, he, uh, he played a year for the Redskins. A year for the Redskins. And then Kevin himself was a football player at River Oaks. With Jim Payne, um, who was the better player? You or Jim? Truth be told, Jim is a is a better athlete. He's that guy. We all have that friend who's great naturally at everything. That was yep. Jim. Um, I worked hard, so I was all state um, defensive end. Mickey, uh, I did yep. get offered to walk on at NLU. That's Northeast Louisiana University, which is now ULM University of yep. Louisiana Monroe. But uh, I didn't have the gift like my dad did and my brother did. My brother was was Notre Dame, uh, LSU, Alabama were coming to see him in high school. Then he broke his femur and that ended his career. But, you know, music was in my blood, but I'm a massive football fan. And right now I got 14-year-old yeah. twin boys. They're both going – they're playing both ways on their middle school team, and I'm a happy dad. Yeah. In fact, I, I was just talking to Hugh Hayden. He said he's coming up to watch him play. Oh, so yeah, his, his godson. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And actually, the first time I met you, I think back in 2001, you guys were doing your fantasy football draft. And Michael Whalen and I uh, walked in and you guys were getting ready to do your fantasy football draft. It's the first time I met you. I uh, know. Is that, had is nothing, that had nothing, Yeah, it had nothing to do with music. It had everything uh, to do with football. That seems unfair, though, to have the general manager of the Saints there for your fantasy draft. That's 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 got to be something. There should be a rule against that, right? There should be some type of rule with, with a CBS Sports line that you cannot have any general manager of an NFL team. <laughs> I'm sure. So, I'm sure Goodell's uh, ears will prick up when he if he gets wind of this. Well, that was 2001. Hopefully, the statute of limitations has run out on that. You, you never know. I was simply there to, to answer a few questions. I, I wasn't a participant. Yeah, I, I'm lucky. I have a just a, a great, uh, clearly a, a great relationship with Mickey and, and the Saints and, and football. 
Can, can you talk about what it was like back in February of 2010? And I guess initially, were you were you at the game or do you stay at the hotel? Like, oh, so, so check it. Well, so it was an amazing time because, you know, we found out I was you know, I was there at every game, every home game. And and I went to some of the away games. And then, of course, you know, wasn't it didn't we beat the Vikings at home to clinch going to? Yes. That's right. And I remember yes. that that defensive stand. And then, you know, in in short order, after the win, we got a call from Mickey and uh, and uh, uh, Mike. Uh, is it Arnie? What's, Mike Ornstein. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, Ornstein. Yes. And did we want to play uh, down uh, at the at the post game? We didn't call it a victory party yet. No. So, uh, so, so look, the saints, the saints flew us down. We, we were at the millennium hotel. I believe that's where the, that's where the team was. That's where we yeah. were. And guys, what people, I tell this story, this is such a good story. So we got to ride to the super bowl on the team bus. I rode in this, this sounds like a setup for a joke. I was in a team bus with Reggie Bush, Kim Kardashian, James Carville and the Archbishop of New of the Catholic Church of New Orleans. And it, and it, it sounds like I set up like, you know, what happened when, you know, Reggie Bush, Kim Kardashian, James Carville and the Archbishop of New Orleans were in the bus. Well, it really happened. So we got to ride to the uh, to the stadium, you know, with the team. Then we went to our seats and had the most amazing Super Bowl experience. I got to be there with my band, my brother all the people that were close to me. And then we came back, came back to the hotel, you know, the, the players were cleaning up and stuff. And then the party started and we, we played the victory party. I mean, I got to hold the Lombardi trophy, getting showered with champagne with coach Payton, with Mickey and Chesney was with us. It was, you, you can't, you can't dream up a better uh, experience for a fan of the saints, but also just a fan of football. And it was magic. Yeah. It was it was magic, and hopefully we can recreate it. Oh, we will recreate it. Look, we don't look. I love the past, but I don't live in it, Mickey. I don't live in it, Mike. We're all about <laughs> moving forward, and I'm fired up about Derek and, and Coach Allen, and and I, I, I it was a it was a good win, man. They they say it was messy, but you know the defense looked great. The offense, you know, like you said, Mike Thomas was looking good, and Shahid. Um, I'm excited. You know, it's always tough to say goodbye to an era, you know, and, and embrace the new one. But uh, I couldn't be more optimistic. Yeah, us too. Um, look, I, I want to mention one more thing here because, look, one of our brothers that was at, at that party, Jimmy Buffett, just passed away. And I know yes. that uh, you, know, you were close to him and, and, and we all thought so much of him. And um, we had a nice little tribute at the game. Um, I saw that. And, and look, there was nothing – that was uh, more heartwarming than to hear the whole stadium singing um, uh, Margaritaville. Right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, it was, uh, I think that might be a, a something we continue and do in every game. I hope. I, you know, I, I, I agree. Uh, it was amazing. It was an, uh, it was a great moment uh, and a great tribute to Jimmy. He was such a good dude. You know, as a musician, we all look to him on as someone that emu that that you want to emulate is how to how to do your career as an artist but also as a businessman how to market yourself he is just he's the pinnacle 
And uh, and look, I, I've known of Jimmy. Jimmy would uh, came to my fraternity back at LSU. He was a Kappa Sig. He was a oh, Pratt wow. guy. A lot of people don't know that a lot of rock stars were fraternity dudes. Some people, <laughs> like Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, Pratt guy. But Jimmy, uh, so so I've known Jimmy um, for a long time, and uh, and it was so sad. It, it, and it's too young, you know. It's tragic. Um, but you know, look, he he took a diagnosis that gives most people five months and live for another four years. So he was a force of nature and he will be sorely missed. And you better believe that better than Ezra with love and respect has been playing a lot of Jimmy Buffett songs since his passing. Yeah, absolutely. And I only met him a couple of times and I was on the sideline. He was with Quint Davis. So I know Quint, but I, I don't know Jimmy. And if you don't, if you didn't know that that was Jimmy Buffett, he's in, you know, tennis shoes, always a baseball cap. Just, I mean, you would walk past him and not even think about it, but just the most regular dude ever. Like he was just, just, you know, such a calm, regular guy. Good people. And if you, and if you looked on Instagram or whatever you follow in, in the wake of his death, the biggest stars in the world were all close with them. Paul McCartney, you know, uh, you know, they, the, everyone had Dave Grohl, everyone has a story this great story about hanging out with Jimmy Buffett. One time, here's here's a story, a, a great uh, Jimmy Buffett moment. We were all hanging out. I think it was, I can't remember what it was. Mickey, I think you were there. We were on a boat in Miami. Yeah. And uh, and our friend Michael Whalen, uh, his wife called, and uh, and he and Michael was about to pick up the phone, and and, and it, it was a beautiful day. We were having cocktails on the boat, and. Uh, and Jimmy said, look, just tell her, baby, it's raining and we're ordering pizzas in. You know, they'll always say that, honey, it's raining. It's a bummer. But we're going to order pizzas and call it an early night. That's what you will always yeah. say. So that's, 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 that was his line. That's his line. That was his line. Yep, absolutely right. Well, we, we, Kevin, we appreciate your time. Uh, and we love the fact, uh, the relationship that a lot of musicians and Jimmy that you guys have. And. And oh, yeah. you know, let's let's plan ahead a little bit. And if we're going to do Vegas, you know, this this year, we got to do it right. But there's just one change. You got to let me in. Right. I got to get I got to be allowed in. And that was we, we, we will give you the you, you've automatically have the uh, the connection. All right, I'll bring my harmonica. Here. I'll bring a harmonica. And if you need, hey, he's with the band. Don't just let him in. He's with the band. We'll we'll do a non-melodic instrument, just a cowbell. We'll give you <laughs> a cowbell. cowbell. More cowbell. <laughs> All right, right, Kevin, we appreciate it. Uh, I hope to see you at some Saints games this year. Uh, keep killing it. I know you guys got, an, I think, an album coming out soon. Uh, yes, sir. Just keep killing it. We appreciate your time. Will do, man. Thank you, Thanks, Mike. Thank you, both. Got to take a break. This yeah. is the Saints Hour. Back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss now joined by Saints sideline reporter Jeff Nowak. But unfortunately, Jeff was not at the first game. There's been a lot of sickness going around. And uh, you actually watched the Saints game, a home game at home on television. That had to be feel, feeling kind of weird, right? Well, it felt like I had gone back in time to 2020 when I had to, you know, cover games from home. Uh, it was, it's not ideal. 
as I said, did your film study. I guess give me your kind of takeaways from a from a game that had a lot of a lot of stuff, both good and bad. When the opening kickoff is is fumbled and you don't exactly set the tone for the fans, but you actually did set the tone for the fans because how you handled the adversity. Yeah, you know, I, I that happened, and I was like, man, this season might just be cursed. But you know, they they figured their way around it, and then the the real curse was actually at MetLife Stadium where only bad things happen. Oh my gosh, I, how'd that yeah, be a Jet fan today? 72 seconds was the, uh, you know, everything felt great. And then, man, that's that's brutal. Torn Achilles, not, that's tough. But no, so the, you know, 16 to 15, you see that scoreline and you would assume, man, the, this no one really did anything right. It was this slog. But I think the Saints did a lot of interesting things on offense and they were maybe one or two blocks away from big plays. And Dennis Allen talked about that this week. There was two toss plays. One was... Jamal Williams, one was Tony Jones, and both times, you know, one block, and that's a 20, 30-yard run. And these were both plays that got positive yardage, but they were almost chunk plays. And I think the blocking, when you look at this game, the Saints did a lot of things right. The defense did a lot of things right. They did lose some guys in coverage, but Ryan Tannehill was nice enough to miss them. Um, but the blocking, you know, across the board, like you can talk about Trevor Penning. He struggled in his first career start, really. Obviously, he got some action last year, but... You know, I think everyone struggled to block. I think the blocking in general, whether it's from running backs, whether it's from tight ends, whether it's from wide receivers, whether it's from the offensive line, that's where if you're the Saints, you're looking at this week, we got to be better. That's what jumped out to me. But, you know, I saw some great things out of Chris Salave, obviously Rashid Shahid. I thought Mike Thomas, you know, showed up in big moments. A catch he had on that final drive. I don't know if you make that play, if Mike Thomas doesn't turn that into a third and manageable yeah, I think you did a lot of things well without Alvin Kamara. You know that that's going to limit your options. Um, there's a lot to build on, I think. Derek Carr, you know, I said earlier to to Mickey that he managed the game well, and Mickey was like, he did way more than just just manage the game. And I, he'll, yeah. I know Derek will 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 point to that one that that pick towards the end of the first half, but and that 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 throw to to Shahid was just. You know, if it had been a little more on the inside, as Deuce said, I mean, he walks into the end zone. He, he was so open on, on a third and six to third and seven. If that had been third and 14, man, those safeties are going to be sitting back a lot more. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Rashid all offseason. And, and I think anyone who's watched training camp could see, you know, this guy's going to be good. It's just a question of how much they get him involved. My only criticism of Rashid is I wish he would stress me out less and give himself more than like a centimeter to the sideline on every play. It felt like every time he caught the ball, it was like, oh, they're going to review this. It's going to be close. And even that play, uh, you know, they did review it and they, 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 they held it up, but it was, you, you could have made an argument that it was, it was very close. And so, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr, you can, you can kind of get the feeling that he's just kind of figuring out his weapons. You know, it took a little while to get Chris Olave going and then he had a great game uh, Pete Carmichael got creative with him, put him in the backfield twice. Both times it worked like a charm. You don't even have Alvin Kamara out there yet. And it's just the blocking wasn't there. Uh, that long pass to Chris Olave in the first half, you know, Derek Carr had a ton of pressure. He made a guy miss. He stepped up and he found him. And, you know, you'd like to think that going forward, I think a lot of teams in the NFL this week had some blocking issues. They're trying to figure out where they are. They're trying to figure out where their issues are going to be, where they need to send help, where they need to scheme help. And you hope that, you know, week two, three, four, five, you just continue to get better and Derek can get a little bit more comfortable. And I mean, he threw for 300 yards on a day that he was running for his life, especially in that first half. 
And I think that does, yeah, that projects good things for the future for this team. So red zone was, uh, you know, give and take. If you're the Saints defense, Tennessee was 0 of 3 in the red zone, but offensively the Saints were 1 of 4 and 0 of 1 uh, goal to go. I mean, Blake Groupie, you know, perfect 3 for 3, but great defensive red zone and great defense on third down. I mean, they were 0 for 8 at one point uh, and you made a couple, but in that red zone offense, I mean, that's, I think in a lot of people were like, when we did the coaches show on Monday night, where where was Jimmy Graham? That's like that's that's why we have Jimmy Graham. Yeah, well, there, that first trip into the red zone, uh, you know, that was a tough one because you know Mike Thomas was standing by himself at the back of the end zone, and at, in real time, I, I was critical of Derek Carr for not seeing it. But I think it what really happened is he got pressure immediately, he had to get flushed out to his right, and by the time Mike Thomas came open, that's a you know that's a throw you don't make. That's a that's a mistake throw. He might throw it and complete it. But that's a that's a play where you look at it on tape and you're like, no, he's right to not make that throw across his body, um, you know, against his momentum. Uh, so that's a tough one. You know, when you when you get pressure like that, you're gonna have a hard time making things happen. Uh, he did have that touchdown to Rashid Shahid in the red zone. They were just inside the 20 yard line, so that counts. Um, but yeah, I, I think the def on the defensive side, you just you know when you can shut down Derrick Henry. You make things really difficult on the Titans. And Ryan Tannehill had three interceptions. All three of them were targeting DeAndre Hopkins against three different receivers. Uh, he also went to him against Ugo Amadi, another play that could have been a turnover. So I just think you saw the Saints, you know, they really got up to tackle Derrick Henry. You know, a play that I think is going to get overlooked that really shouldn't be. It was uh, late in the game. I want to say it was first and 10 from the 15-yard line. Alante Taylor goes head to head with Derrick Henry in the hole. He doesn't make the tackle straight up, but he does just enough to hold him up. And then the rest of the team is able to come up there and gang tackle their entire highlight reels of Derrick Henry. You mean when he had his jersey? Wouldn't let go of his jersey? I mean, he just wouldn't, he, he wouldn't would let him buy him right. through the wall. And I mean, you've seen, you, there are entire highlight reels of Derrick Henry meeting defensive backs in that scenario and just turning them into dust. And instead it was a two yard loss. Titans are then going second and 12. They, I think they get stopped. Then they get a six yard gain. You're at fourth and six. And they, instead of going for it, opt to kick a field goal and go down 16, 15. You know, that play to me is one of the plays of the game. So week one, the Saints have won five straight week ones. That's a franchise record. Four was a franchise record. Dennis is the only Saints coach to win his first two season openers ever. But week two has not been kind to this football team. They won in 2018, and then they won in 2013. Beyond, besides that, since 2013, two wins in week two, uh, the rest L. So, and it, it always seems like Carolina is in there somewhere early. Uh, two of the next three games against NFC South. I mean, this is this is an opportunity on a Monday night, a little extra time to to you know get back to like you say blocking tackle although they did tackle well but blocking this is a very important game yeah i think it's it's been a decade since they started a season three and oh like it's i think 2013 is the last time they started a season uh, with three straight wins but you can see the signs and you can see a defense that should be able to go out to carolina and make life really really difficult on Bryce Young, the Falcons were able to do it last week, um, and I'm excited. I, I I went through the film today, and it's one of the most fun film breakdown sessions I've had in a while. There was just so many really interesting plays, good plays, big plays from this game. I, I'm excited about this team. I really am. 
I am as well, and we're excited to have you back on the sideline Monday night. Thanks for your time, and uh, we will see you in Charlotte. Yes, sir. Thanks. Jeff Nowak, that'll close out the show. Now, next week, we will have the Saints Coaches Show on Tuesday because of the game on Monday, so a couple of weeks until we're back with the Saints Hour. Thanks for listening, everyone, on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Go Saints! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.